0: We're going behind enemy lines today talking to Art and Jared of the Boneyard podcast about ECU and finding out what their thoughts are about next week's bowl game. All of this and more on today's Locked On Boston College.
1: You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: This is Locked On Boston College. I am your host, AJ Black. I'm also the editor and publisher of bcbulletin.com. Make sure to check out our work and hit that bookmark so you get all of our updates and everything else that you want for Boston College. Now on today's show, we're going to be joined by the Boneyard podcast, as I said, but let's jump into the news because there were some interesting news items that should give you some good perspective on some new things happening with Boston College. First of all, Another player has announced that he will be returning to the Eagles, and that would be defensive back Josh DeBerry. Now, DeBerry was arguably one of the best defenders Boston College had on their team in 2021, but he missed the final two games. Two games that he missed were big-time uh, losses for the Eagles because they let up six passing touchdowns. Now I'm not going to say that he would have instantly fixed that, but he was definitely a defensive back that made a big difference. He was played nickel for most of the time, meaning he was mostly on the inside, and he was dominant. He was dominant at times. He was. I think he's arguably even now with Brand Sebastian and a few other guys, he's the best defensive back Boston College has. So getting him back for next year, you've got your lockdown corner, and I don't know if they'll keep him at nickel, move him to the outside. They could do both because Halfley has been a nice job with with DeBerry. He's physical. He's a good ball defender. Love his play. Uh, and he going back a couple of years. If you've listened to this podcast, was one of my first screw ups when I said I didn't really acknowledge him as a player before he really started to blow up for the Eagles. So he's a good time. He's a good get for Boston College, and that gives you three major players coming back next year: Phil Jakovic, Zay Flowers. And on the defensive side, you have Josh DeBerry. Now, the last name that we're going to have to wait for is Trey Berry. Now, at, uh the, his final press conference before the Military Bowl, Jeff Halfley said that they're still trying to figure out if they can try to get another year out of him. That would be enormous. Obviously, the last two years, you've seen how important a good, big pass-catching tight end is in this offense, whether it was Hunter Long last year or Berry when he was healthy this year. Now, he wasn't healthy all this year, We'd love to see him get a full, healthy year. He's he's enormous. I remember going to a press conference and going, man, that's a tight end because he was huge. Um, but I'd love to see him come back, too. So that that's our first football news of the day. BC is actually now, just so if you're wondering, they're in Washington, D.C. They touched down. Hopefully everything is clear on the COVID front because as we saw with Texas A&M, they had to forfeit because – or they had to cancel the game because – they do not have enough healthy players. It looks like BC will be okay. Um, but good luck to the Eagles as they, they're going to be doing some events on campus. I mean, not on campus, in the area. Some like food pantry stuff. They're going to do some sightseeing. I um, Hope they enjoy that. It's, it's interesting that they'll be doing that over the holiday break. Hopefully their families are down there too. Now on the basketball side of things, on yesterday's show, we announced that Boston College had to forfeit their game against Wake Forest. And you got to listen to me rant and scream about how stupid that rule is for the NCAA because Boston College was fully vaccinated. It only took 24 hours and a lot of people getting pissed off online for the ACC to change that rule. And so effective immediately, all games that have a, a outbreak of players uh, infected with COVID-19, that game will be uh, called the no contest. So and that also retroactively impact uh, it addresses games that have been impacted by that. So Boston College is back to one and oh in the ACC. So. That's a win right there, right? So, uh, that's a good rule. Thankfully, the ACC addressed this immediately because it was stupid that Boston College had to gain a loss when they had done everything they were supposed to do uh, getting their guys vaccinated, you know, being careful on campus. So, thankfully, that's, that's going to be. Um, in place. And I think it's important right now because as I was saying yesterday, Boston College could go 8-4 in the ACC or something like that based off of all sorts of forfeits and outbreaks on every team. You don't want that. You want the, you want the teams that win to, to be the best team in the conference. So, congratulations to BC for not having a loss on their record. So, they'll get that game back. And they didn't address um, what the makeup will look like, if they can actually do makeups. I think they're just going to cancel the game. I think BC won't have to play with force Honestly, it's not too bad. <laughs> Wake Forest is 10-1. They're playing very good basketball right now. But good luck to BC and their health. I hope that they, um, the guys that have it are, are doing okay and uh, they, they get to spend some time with family over the break if they're uh, safe to do so. And in a moment, we will chat with the guys from the Boneyard podcast about the upcoming bowl game against uh, ECU. But this is it. To win the tournament, if you sink it, the championship is yours. But on your backswing, your hat falls over your eyes. Is this how you're running your business? Poor visibility because you're still relying on spreadsheets and outdated finance software. To see the full picture, you need to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth. With visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR, planning, budgeting, and more, NetSuite is everything you need to grow all in one place. And with NetSuite, you can automate your processes and close your books in no time while staying well ahead of your competition. With 93% of surveyed businesses, businesses increasing their visibility and control after upgrading to NetSuite. Over 28,000 businesses already use NetSuite. For the new year, NetSuite has a new financing program for those ready to upgrade at NetSuite.com slash Boston College. Uh, sorry, NetSuite.com slash Locked. Excuse me. Again, that's NetSuite.com slash Locked. Head over to NetSuite.com slash Locked for their special one-of-a-kind financing offer on the number one finance so- financial system for growing businesses. That's netsuite.com slash locked. This is Locked on Boston College. AJ Black here. We're talking military bowl and we're really excited as we have a special guest today. They're the host of the Boneyard podcast. It's Jared and Artemis. How are you doing, guys? Doing, doing well. Awesome. To be here. Well, welcome aboard. And um we're really excited to start talking about some EC pirates because we've been kind of just, you know, talking a little bit about from a BC perspective where, where the Eagles are going to stand, but I want to hear a little bit from you, from you kind of, you know, at seven and seven and five, how have the pirates looked so far this year? Have they met expectations and um, what are your thoughts so far about the 2021 season?
2: Yeah. So um, this is something. So at the beginning of the season, already and I gave our predictions already predicted six and six predicted seven and five uh the wins that we got weren't always the wins that i expected us to get um i I thought it might have been a couple of the different ones but um the games that we lost were kind of i mean honestly games that i expected to lose um talking about houston cincinnati Mm -hmm. um we 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 had to figure that okay those those two games were going to be losses a close game against south carolina came down to the last second field goal um, lost, lost an SEC opponent on a last second field goal. Um, and then got really, I mean, the only team that really beat us outside of Cincinnati was, was app state. Um, So outside of those, I mean, it, it, it was a pretty good season. Um This is still a real a rebuilding program, Um, but, th- but they're starting to, you're starting to see that this team get over that hump. Now that we're back in, in bowl season, now that we're, uh, really making a run at, at becoming a, a solidified top program in the American.
0: Yeah.
1: So, would, go ahead, Adam. Go ahead. Oh no, I was going to say, I would, I would agree with Jared, you know, coming back, getting to seven and five this season, after being down in the dumps the last few years, definitely par for the course uh, getting to where we needed to get this season. Obviously there are a lot of games that we were in that we didn't win Quality opponents that we could have beat that we didn't beat, but we beat the teams that we were supposed to, and now we are here in the military bowl. So I I definitely agree with with what Jared said. So you you mentioned a little bit like hanging with hanging with some
0: good teams. What was it about ECU style? Like what was about those games that kept them in it? Was it
1: offense, defense, a kind of combination of both? I I think Um, number one was our defensive improvements. If, if if I had this, it was it's definitely defense. I mean, we're we're a team that finished second to last in defensive efficiency not too long ago in the entire FBS. We mm-hmm. have changed that drastically now, moving up to the 70s, 80s. I think we are. Uh, so defensively, in my opinion, I feel like that has kept us in games more so than our offense has. Our offense was kind of expected to be really good. Our offense was expected to score points. I think what um, you know, Blake Harrell has done. At defensive coordinator at East Carolina, getting us in positions where we, we we have ball hogs on that on that side of the ball. We have a guy named Jaquan McMillan, who in our opinion well, should have been, you know, not just a second team All American, but maybe a first team All American, a first team mm-hmm. all uh AAC uh selection. But you know, that's kind of our bias. But I think defensively, that has really kept us in ball games this season, getting us back to where we want to be. All right. Yeah, and, and
2: go ahead. Sorry, and on the flip side of that, I mean, I I think. While our defense has been standout, I, I think for the most part, the thing that has really like the games we've won is when we've had a, a well balanced offensive attack. Um, I mean, we, we've got two good running backs, Rodgie Harris and Keaton Mitchell, good quarterback, and we've got a, a pretty star studded uh, wide receiver room.
0: So when we have a when we have all of those clicking, then then we're then we're doing pretty good. And when you're talking about ECU, like, and so some of these games you were saying like, oh, man, we got so close and then it just didn't happen. Were there certain things about the team that just kind of didn't like didn't put them over the edge? Did they make mistakes? Was there something about the team that just couldn't get them over that hump in some of those games?
2: Yeah, there there was some questionable play calling in some games. I'm not not going to even lie about that. Um, It's gotten better over the as the seasons worn on. Uh, like, Like I said, we lost we lost games that we expected to lose. Houston, UCF, Cincinnati, App State's a good team. Honestly, I mean, they they were receiving top twenty-five votes at one point in the season. Um, so th- those are losses that you you kind of expected coming into the season. Um, mm-hmm. I, I would say outside of outside of that, it it's just this is still a very young team. Um, I mean, you, you got most of this team will be returning outside of like two safeties next year, and. A couple of linebackers most of this team is returning next year um so th- this team is maturing uh, you got a lot of you got a lot of sophomores on this team so th- this is their first like real full season of, of college football um and so a lot of those games you, you start the season oh and two get it back to three and two and then uh go on a, on a three-game skid um and then, and then or two game another two-game skid and then you, you close out the season. What's that four and one. I mean, that, that's that you see, you see it throughout the season, the progression and the
0: mature, the maturation of this East Carolina football team. And uh, you, 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 mentioned rebuilding. And so you're on a, your third or fourth year with Mike Houston as your head coach. And I I've heard nothing but good things about him as a head coach. I've heard, you know, you know, he's the perfect fit for ECU. He's a guy that's going to take you back up to the top of the AC. AC. What have you seen out of him? And what do you think of his job so far uh, coaching the
1: Pirates? I mean, uh, how, yeah. How so, would-
0: Mike,
2: go ahead. Go ahead, Artie.
1: I was just going to say personality. I, I, I love his personality. I love his fire. I love the way he comes in and he feels like a player's coach. You know, the guy that we had beforehand and Scotty Montgomery, he didn't feel like a player's coach. You know, he felt like X's and O's, but he really wasn't that great at X's and O's. Uh, Mike Houston feels like a player's coach. He feels like somebody that wants to come in and really be hands-on. And you can see that with what he's doing every day. You can see that with his coordinators. You can see that with the way he moves, where he talks about the university. We just signed him to an extension, which means he's going to be coming back for at least another two or three years. Um, so really, really excited with what Mike Houston is doing with the program. He's a proven winner as well. He's won everywhere he's been. Uh, he has not been to a stop where he has not won at one, a national championship, James Madison, so absolutely excited for Mike Houston and what he's doing with this program and just excited with what, not just him, but the athletic department as a whole coming out of what we were from or where we were in beforehand, mm-hmm. coming through that and getting better and getting back on the right track, not just in football, but everywhere. Um, it's its really exciting to see. And it's a, it's a fun time to be a part. And um
0: in terms of the offense, I, I, I look at you know one of the numbers that I was talking about with my co-host Mitch was the offense. and we're going to talk just a little bit about that offense in just a moment. But before we do that, I want to chat a little bit about bet, uh, sorry, bet online. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to make all your sports wagers. Whether it's college football, NFL, NHL, they remain your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code LOCKEDON to receive that bonus. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 21 season. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports, so don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing new offers available on the website. That's Bet Online, where the game starts. This is AJ Black. On tomorrow's show, we will be joined by either Eric Hofstis, who I'm still waiting to hear back if he's going to come on the show, or Mitch Wolf to talk about the game. And we're going to give our predictions and talk a little bit about our final thoughts heading into the military bowl. But right now we're still talking with the Boneyard podcast about the game. And we were just about to jump into the offense. And I want to hear about the quarterback, talk a little bit about Holton Allers and what you see of him and what he's done. I mean, the one thing I know about him, I was talking to Mitch about this is he's a guy that had a lot of offers and he wanted to stay home. He wanted to stay with the ECU and build there. Um, And so he seems like a very important player, key to your your team uh but talk a little bit more about what he's meant to this program and what he brings to that offense yeah i mean whole
2: nailers he's meant so much to this program i mean he he announced that he's coming back for for a fifth year next year um he he doesn't want to finish his career yeah i think he thinks that he's got unfinished business um his his dad for those of you who don't know and it'll be broadcast several times i'm sure on the on the espn broadcast his dad is the pa announcer for east carolina oh no kidding um for both basketball and and football um so he, he's a greenville kid um so is cj johnson he, they, they went to high school together that was his number one receiver at, in high school um but holton aylers he got a call from nick saban uh on signing day trying to get him to flip uh to alabama he he had it it was down to ECU and NC state. Um, and he, and he chose to stay home and play for the pirates. And, um, he, he, he's, uh, he is a hometown kid. He, he loves Greenville. He loves ECU. He, he's grown up around the program. Um, he, he's also, I mean, looking at him when you see him, he gets a lot of comparisons. He's a, he's a left-handed quarterback. He gets a lot of comparisons to Tim Tebow. Um, he, he he's got kind of the same style, a lot of people, here even here at ECU, has, have said, "Why don't we transition him to tight end?" Just like everybody said about Tim Tebow. Um, but now, whole nailers—he's—he's he's a very good dual threat quarterback. If there's—if there's not a—if there's not a guy open downfield, he, he's gonna beat you with you with his legs. And he's not a guy that's gonna—he's t- not gonna slide. Uh, so he—he's gonna make you tackle him. And if if there's a if there's a linebacker coming down on him. He's not afraid to lower the shoulder and lay the boom on him, and, and get a couple extra yards out of it.
0: Um, that he he he's a big kind of frame, but he has got some speed to him too. So it looks like two quarterbacks playing on uh, in this military bowl that are going to be uh, very physical, um, physical quarterbacks. Artemis, did you want to add anything to that?
1: Yeah, no, I I agree completely. The you know, one thing with Houghton is he can be inconsistent at times. You know, as far as well as he can play, he can also be very very inconsistent at times. We're going to need his best quarterback play to get a win in this military ball.
0: I got a question for both of you and that you can I'll ask you both. We'll start with Artemis. Cause he's, he's looking at me right now. Um, what is the strength and weakness of ECU football?
1: Strength and weakness. Well, you know, I, I think our strength is, and Jerry said this early, I think it's a balanced offensive attack. We've had over nine guys score receiving wise score score touchdown on our offense. I think when we have a balanced attack, with the running game and the passing game that can be excellent. That can be to our advantage. I think Keaton, uh, Keaton Mitchell, Roger Harris, that's a one, two punch that we have Keaton Mitchell's over a thousand yards rushing on the season. He's going to do his thing. I have no problems that Keaton Mitchell is going to go out there and perform at his best. Uh, like I said, when Houghton is consistent, when our receivers are kind of getting their touches, Tyler Sneed, audio on Ryan Jones, you know, whoever it may be. When we have a balanced attack on offense, we can beat anybody, in, in my honest opinion. We really can. We can put up the numbers. We can put up the points. I think the weakness for us, uh, and I'm going I'm to go defensively, is we miss a lot of tackles. Uh, we have a lot of busted coverages on in that secondary. For as good as our secondary can play, uh, for as great as they can be as far as getting turnovers, they do have a lot of busted coverages and a lot of missed tackles. Uh, in that secondary and on that defense. You know, we've improved drastically, uh, but if we want to beat a power five school, if we want to go into this military bowl and beat Boston College, we're going to have to show that up. You know, a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. it frustrated me against Navy. You know, we had to walk off of a field goal to win it, but we were missing tackles left and right all over the field. They just out-physicaled and out-manned us a lot of time in that game. And I think you can do that against East Carolina, because we haven't really gotten to that point where we can kind of out-physical somebody. Uh, so if Boston College comes into this game extremely physical, that's going to pre- present problems for us, because we have not always been the more physical team. And so if I had to say a weakness, that would probably be our weakness.
2: All right, Jared, you're up. Uh, yeah, so I, I would say our our strength, uh, kind of like what Artie said and I said earlier – our strength is going to be our running back room, um, like like we said or like already said. Holdingailers he he he's a bit inconsistent, but uh, Keaton Mitchell he's the real deal. He he averages like six and a half yards per carry. If he gets to the second level, he's gone. Like he, he I think it's been three times this year. He's been rated the the fastest uh, college football player in in all the college football. Um, so he he's one of those guys. He he was a track star in, in high school. He's one of those guys that if he if he gets to five or six yards and hasn't been touched, he's going to break it outside. He's, he's going to hit that left hash, get to the left sideline, and, and break it down. And he, he's broken several rushes off for 65 yards this year already. Um, the on, on the defense or on the weakness side, I, I think that the one thing that I would say is, it's not necessarily on – I'm, I'm going to say kind of – our our rush is twofold. Our offensive line has struggled at times this year. Um, they, they've they've given up sacks. Um, and part of that has to do with whole nailers. Uh, sometimes not being confident in, in making a play. Um, so if he stands in the pocket too long, he'll he'll take a sack. But that also, I mean, playing against a, a larger defensive line, um, he, he might he might have less time to uh to get to get his receivers open and, and to
0: make a play all right and i have a final question for you both. Well, actually i have two quick questions one of them's football one's not football but we'll get into that in a second all right what are you predicting for for the military bowl i heard you on your podcast at the very end before i jumped on so i want to hear why why you think
1: bc's gonna lose <laughs> <laughs> Are you first, or you
2: want me to go first? I, I,
1: I'll go ahead. Yeah, I, I think ECU is going to win by a touchdown. I, I think just just because of the way these two teams ended their season. I, I think Boston College kind of ended on the wrong footnote, especially that last loss to Wake Forest kind of going into the, to, into the bowl game. And ECU kind of winning four of their last five, kind of ending it on a really good footnote. I just, I, to me, it feels like, because both of these teams are kind of evenly matched. You know, I, I have not watched too much Boston College football, really none at all. So I, I can't really sit here and, you know, say that I know Boston College well, and I know how they're going to perform in this game. I do not. But I do know how ECU finish and I do know how they're going to come out in this game. And like you said earlier, um, this means a lot to East Carolina. We have not been in a bowl game in seven years. It's been since 2014. Oh, wow. This is, th- this is going to mean a whole hell of a lot to ECU football, to the ECU fan base, I just truly feel they're going to come out and kind of play with that fervor and that energy to kind of win this game and get a quality win against the Boston College team. So I do see ECU winning. I think it's going to be a, I'm going to say 31 to 24 kind of a finish. All right,
0: Jamie, uh, Jared, sorry.
2: Yeah, I, I think um, I, I have ECU winning by three. I, I think it's going to be a very close game. Um, I, I think both off, Offenses have, have star power. They, they have uh, good, good playmakers. I think uh, it's, I think it's going to come down to special teams. And, and I mean, having a kid that has uh, honestly, uh, that has the confidence like Owen Daffer does at, at ECU, he's a kid that made, he's a freshman, walked on the team, made a game winning field goal in this very stadium uh, just over a month ago. Um, I, I think that this game may come down to that. I don't, I don't, I hope it doesn't just for my sanity but <laughs> I, I I do think that I, I do think that it might come down to a field goal or or a last second stop and um if ECU gets gets a lead with 2 minutes left and they got to make a stop on Boston College I have 100% belief in our defense to do that we've done it time and time again you look at the Memphis game a t- game we won in overtime mm-hmm. uh to become bowl eligible um Memphis they couldn't kick it they went for two in overtime, and so it was going to come down to that play. ECU withstood and, and made the stop. T- talking about another game ECU won, they, they were down 17 to Marshall uh, with seven and a half minutes to go, and ECU came back, and Marshall was storming down the field on, on a two-minute drive, and ECU got the stop. They got an interception right on the goal line to, to seal that victory. Now, that, that's the stuff that ECU has learned and – built in that confidence to get those stops and make those big plays on defense. That that's where I think it's going to come down to. I think this game is going to be very close. I think ECU takes the lead uh, late in the late in the fourth quarter and they're, they're able to get a stop on, on, uh, on Boston
0: college. All right. So my final question has nothing to do with football and this is more, and I'm throwing it out there to you guys. I, I am a big fan. beer drinker not just like i like craft beer i love br- visiting breweries what yep. is the go-to brewery in greenville north carolina well
2: um there, there's not many breweries in greenville uh, I know of what two um my if i were to say around the the go-to would probably be duck rabbit in yeah. in, farmville, in farmville north carolina yeah mm-hmm. Yep. um nice. now we also like Pitt Street Brewing. That that's in that's in Greenville. We've uh we've been known to stop in there a couple of times. But really the place that the place that you gotta go if you come to Greenville, North Carolina, there's this place. All right, it's one Barstool's best bar in America, uh, two out of the last three years. It's called it's called Sup Dogs. All right. <laughs> best food you'll get. It's got I mean, it's it's got the best hangover food, best drunk food you can get. I mean, we're talking Bacon cheese fries on a hamburger. Um, we're talking a bacon, a bacon and cheese uh, hot dogs. Uh, the sub sauce to die for. The drinks to die for. Go in there, get a get a sub crush. Uh, they're, they're the unofficial sponsor of the Boneyard Podcast. Uh, yeah, and check them out. They're, they're they're great. If you're ever in Greenville, North Carolina, go there um, and get a load of Corona, get some sub crushes, and uh, and let us know, and we'll, we'll maybe we'll show up and hang out with you.
0: All right. Thank you guys. So where can people find you both on social media? Yeah. So you can find us on, uh, on Twitter, Instagram, on Facebook at,
2: at Boneyard podcast. Uh, you can find me personally at Jared underscore chef J a R E D underscore chef And then, uh, already you, you can I tell them where, where to find I am you.
1: Don underscore Ar- Artemis. That is D O N underscore A R T E M U S Don underscore Artemis. That's where you can find me on Twitter and, uh, yeah. All right thank you guys both for coming on. I had enjoyed talking to, talking to you both so make sure you check out the boneyard podcast.
0: I'm on there uh, on their most recent episodes you can check out my thoughts and hear what I said about BC but get the whole ECU perspective from them. Guys, thank you so much and have a great holiday uh, experience and we'll see you again soon.
1: appreciate it AJ you too AJ.
0: Thanks.